asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Joel, I sure do like Roth IRAs. (laughs) Did you know that? I I did know that. (laughs) I also like them. We really like Roth IRAs, and we talk about them a good bit. And recently, we've gotten some emails where folks will say how we will casually mention the name of uh, something, right? Like a Roth IRA, but we don't actually go into detail. We don't explain it. And I wanted to say, yeah, we have. (laughs) Like We've done this before, uh, but we've just done it in the past. We've done it a while ago. uh, And that kind of raised an interesting point. It helped us to realize that, wait a minute, we probably need to point folks to some of these older episodes because we can't explain, re-explain, you know, exactly why it is we like a Roth IRA every single time we talk about them. We can't do 40 minutes on the Roth IRA every single time we mention it. <laughs> I mean, we could. It would upend every episode that we did because <laughs> we mention it you know, way too frequently. So yeah, we wanted to toss this one back in the feed. For anybody out there who's kind of trying to figure out how to invest, a Roth IRA is just the perfect vehicle for so many folks. But also too, for, for people who have been investing for a while, uh, they're There are so many awesome facets that the Roth IRA has. We tried to point them all out in this episode. And so no matter where you are on your investing journey, hopefully you get something out of uh, this one. That's right. Yeah, they check a lot of the boxes that we're looking for when it comes to investing. Uh, And so, yeah, we wanted to share this bestie episode about Roths, not just because they're amazing retirement savings vehicles, but also because you still have time to contribute to a Roth or to a traditional IRA until May 17th. You still have a solid month and a half uh, to contribute to those IRA accounts. Uh, In particular, your one from last year. So, like, we're we're not super concerned about you contributing to your IRAs this year for 2021. Not yet. Not yet. Although, if you want to, jump on it you know if if you're able to but we wanted to make sure that you know that your window is closing quickly to be able to contribute to those accounts for last year 
Yeah, so now that you know you've still got time to contribute to your Roth, take a listen to this Bestie episode, and hopefully uh, it'll convince you to actually make it happen. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. I'm Matt. And today we're discussing the beauty of the Roth IRA. IRAs. That's what we're going to be talking about today, Joel. We're going to discuss the benefits of Roth IRAs, the flexibility, and why pretty much everyone that's listening to this, why they should have a Roth IRA as well. Yeah. I've got one. I wrote a song about it. That's how much I love my Roth IRA. I got that Roth IRA tattoo going on now. (laughs) Uh, All right. But real quick, Matt, before we start talking about how much we love the Roth IRA and the many benefits that it has, I wanted to mention to you that I did kind of make a splurge recently. I got some money for my birthday at the end of February, mm-hmm. and I knew what I wanted. I was holding out for some bone conduction headphones. Yeah, that sounds kind of funny. <laughs> it sounds weird. So for, for Bone conduction. Yeah. So for folks that don't know what bone conduction headphones are, first I'll tell you what they are, and then I'll tell you why I wanted them. Let's hear it. Okay. So they actually sit on your temples as opposed to going inside your ear. And so the cool thing about bone conduction headphones is that the sound travels through the bones right there. And I don't know what bones they are. I have like three little bones inside your eardrum that kind of like bounce around. And that's, yeah. what, that's what makes sound, right? Exactly. Yep. And they're like super tiny, like the size yeah. of a grain of rice. Yeah. So the, the sound travels through the bone as opposed to through the ear canal. And therefore, having bone conduction headphones, you can hear the world around you really well, whereas you couldn't even if you're wearing earbuds. Yeah, so I can wear them while I'm biking. Yeah, so I was going to say, this is, I'm sure, especially handy when you're commuting to work on the bike. Exactly. I can yeah. listen to a podcast or to some music or whatever, but still be very aware of what's going on around me. Obviously, I'm looking right while I'm biking, but but to be able to hear the sounds. And yeah, hearing is clutch when you're, in particular, when you're on the roads. Yeah, so nice. bone, bone conduction headphones. I, I found a sale on some really good ones. They're normally 100 bucks, and they almost never go on sale. So I got them for 60 so I was pretty happy about that. And nice. uh, Yeah, maybe we'll throw a link up because I don't honestly, I don't think I've even ever heard of these before until you mentioned it, and I was like, I guess it's exactly what it sounds like, bone conduction. Like it puts the sound through your, your head bones, and you get to hear stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clutch. Uh, and yeah, they're not necessarily cheap. Like I said, regularly 100 I got them for 60 but totally worth it if it's something that's going to allow you to actually kind of listen to a podcast, listen to music, uh, while you can still be aware of, of the sounds around you. Yeah. You, could, you could like listen to something while you're watching your kids or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not a good recommendation. These are obviously Bluetooth as well, right? Yes. Like they're yeah. not, yeah, they're not plugged up to your phone. Yep. So they, they work nice. via Bluetooth. So they're well, awesome. Well, for me, I'll say real quick, I work from home and typically when I'm put, popping things into my ear, I like that because if the girls are home from school or something like that and they're screaming in the background and I'm still working, like that allows me to block out some of that sound. So I guess in my case, for those instances, it's still good to have the uh, old school, maybe over the ear headphones or the or the buds that actually go into your ear. But is the audio pretty good? It's actually pretty good. Yeah. If you turn it up too high, there's like kind of like a buzzing effect that gets is a that, little awkward. Is that your ear bones buzzing together? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> because the vibrations are shaking your head. Yeah. So you don't want it to get too intense. So you, you yeah, if you keep it on a, a regular normal level, it, it's not like you're getting sick bass or that it's the best audio you've ever heard in your life. It's certainly nothing on that level, but it's for functionality's sake, they're really good headphones. Gets it done. Yeah. I want to try them out. 
All right, I'll let, I'll let you borrow them. Okay, Matt, on to the topic at hand. We're talking about Roth IRAs, why they rock, why they're awesome. And the thing is, man, investment terms can be confusing. There are lots of different vehicles that we can invest inside of. It's hard to know which ones we should take advantage of. A lot of our listeners and 50% of Americans have access to a 401k. There are 457Bs and then different kinds of our IRAs. There's traditional, there's Roths, there's SEP IRAs, but Roths are one of the most flexible retirement accounts. And we're big fans of them for so many reasons. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting into why they're so great and helping people think through why they should consider opening a Roth IRA account. All right, Joel, before we launch into Roth IRAs, I'm going to introduce our beer. This episode, we have Superior Barley Lime, which is a tequila barrel aged barley wine style ale with lime. It's like Bud Light Lime, but uh, barley wine lime. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think we can even draw a correlation here. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So a barley wine is such a fascinating style of beer to me. It possesses like, these flavors that no other style of beer can accomplish. And the fact that this was aged in tequila barrels with a little bit of lime, man, I'm really excited to dig into this one. And big thanks to our listener, Heather, for sending this one into us. We're really excited to try this one today. Yeah, Heather out of Wisconsin, even though this beer is out of Michigan. Is that right? That's right. This yeah. is from uh, Triple Root. Yeah, looking forward to breaking this down and talking more about this at the end of the episode. But now, Matt, onto the subject at hand. We're talking about Roth IRAs and how awesome they are. <laughs> They're beautiful, really. And it's important to note that investment terms can be confusing. There are all sorts of different vehicles uh, that people can invest inside of. It's hard to know which ones we should take advantage of. A lot of our listeners have access to a 401k. I think 50% of Americans have access to 401ks where they work. If not, maybe they have access to a 457b. There are lots of different kinds of IRAs. There are SEP IRAs. There are traditional IRAs. But the Roth is one of my favorite kinds of IRAs. And it's also one of the most flexible retirement vehicles out there. And so I think it's important to kind of talk about why people should consider saving in a Roth and the advantages that it comes along with. And Joel, before we get too into the details of the Roth IRA, it's it's good to clarify that the Roth is an investment vehicle, right? It's not an actual investment itself, but it's it's an account that you open. And so once you've opened an account or a Roth IRA, you can then fill it with investments, things like stocks and bonds, mutual funds, our favorite index funds that we often talk about. But by default, when you first move money into that account, it's going to sit there as cash typically until you make a purchase, until you buy those stocks, until you buy those index funds. And so a lot of times folks can get confused as to thinking, cool, I, I opened a Roth, I'm investing now. Yes, you have opened that account and you have the framework to invest, but now you get to fill that vehicle full of all of your favorite stocks and bonds. And again, our favorite low cost, widely diversified index funds. Yeah. And a lot of people discuss whether Roth IRAs or traditional IRAs are better. And whether you decide to invest in a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, well, so much of it centers around whether or not you think your taxes are going to be higher in the future than they are today. And so with a Roth, you actually pay taxes on the money before you actually end up putting that money into your Roth IRA. Your investment grows tax-free. And then once you reach the age of 59 and a half, I don't know why they do halves. It's so weird, right? Yeah. It blows my mind every single time. I'm like, what? why? <laughs> Couldn't we just say 59 or 60? Or just 60. Like, yeah. why not 60? It's a nice, round, you know, hard number. It's silly. It's weird. Yeah. But then distrib distributions are tax-free. 
Traditional IRAs, you don't pay any taxes right now on the money that you're contributing, but you do pay taxes when you withdraw on the back end. So that's the main difference. It's tax structure. It's whether you pay taxes now or whether you pay taxes later. And so there are all sorts of discussions that happen around this. We like the Roth for a few reasons. And in particular, because of the way the current tax law is structured for a lot of low and middle income folks, taking the tax hit now actually makes the most sense because tax rates haven't been lower in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, like the fact is, is that nobody knows what their tax rate is going to be in the future. But what we do know is that the greatest wealth is created by paying taxes when the rates are the lowest. And essentially, when you open a Roth IRA and you go ahead and pay those taxes now, it's sort of like ripping the Band-Aid off. Just clean and quickly right now versus maybe leaving it on there thinking, well, maybe down the road it'll hurt less. Well, you don't really know if it'll hurt less. It might hurt less or it might hurt way more because that Band-Aid has become one with your body. I don't know. That sounds kind of gruesome. (laughs) But Joel, you know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of getting it over with and kind of facing the facts, facing the music and kind of moving on with life. No, completely. I think it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Mm. And the fact that we know that tax rates are at essentially the lowest they've been in a long time for low to middle income folks, it, it just makes sense to maximize on that. And there's certainly a lot of speculation about the current level of debt that the United States is in. And the fact that we continue to dig ourselves in a bigger and bigger hole, that's very foreboding when it comes to what taxes could be in the future. And so I think it makes a lot of sense to to take the devil that you know right now that taxes are actually you know pretty low. And so ripping that Band-Aid off, paying the taxes and contributing to a Roth makes a lot of sense. There are a lot of other reasons that the Roth is excellent. But but knowing that taxes are are incredibly low right now for a lot of folks in that boat, I feel like that puts another big check mark in the box of take the hit now. And so some quick specifics when it comes to qualifying for a Roth IRA, you have to have earned income. And so that means that if you are a parent, I've heard about this a lot, Joel, where a parent will open up a Roth IRA for their teenage kid and say if they just had a summer job where they earned like $4,000, as a parent, you can't max that out for them and contribute the, you know, the full maximum of $6,000. Your contributions cannot exceed what that individual actually earned. So that might seem like a no-brainer, but that's something to keep in mind for sure. Yeah, the only exception to that is a married couple filing jointly. They can open a spousal Roth for the non-working spouse. And so, yeah, that's a really good way to be able to maximize your Roth savings when only one person in a relationship is actually working. But again, you have to be married filing your taxes jointly. Yeah, and so with that $6,000 contribution limit, you and your spouse, you can contribute a total of $12,000, which is a good chunk of change every single year just make sure that you're not earning too much. You must earn less than $137,000 if you're single. There's a phase out that begins at $122,000 where you're not able to take full advantage. And if you're married filing jointly, you must make less than $203,000. Although the phase out for married couples starts at $193,000. Again, that seems like a lot of money, but the reason we're mentioning that is that you can be a pretty high earner right? And still contribute to a Roth IRA. You know, we mentioned how the the way that taxes are set up currently, it's pretty advantageous to low and middle class folks to get their Roth IRA started. But you can be making pretty good money, man, and still contribute to a Roth IRA and take advantage of those benefits. 
Yeah, and if you actually make more money than Matt just mentioned uh, when it comes to those Roth IRA limits, there are other ways to get your money into a Roth account. And we'll get into those kind of further on down in the episode. But next, let's get to the specific reasons that a Roth IRA is incredibly flexible and also can function as a glorified emergency fund. We'll get to those right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're (laughs) You're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. 
Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Joel, you just mentioned a glorified emergency fund. We're going to get to that here in a second. Uh, I know that's your favorite aspect of Roth IRAs. And you know that's a big part of why they're so flexible. First, quickly, let's talk about how you have more specific fund options than you likely would have through your workplace retirement accounts. So whether that be your 401k or 457b, you know you get to choose the company that you want to do business with when you open up your own Roth IRA, when you have an employer-sponsored retirement account. Essentially, you have a limited menu. It's sort of like getting the demo version of that video game when you're a kid. And, oh, and you're that's like, the worst. You're like, man, I got to pay more to get the whole game. I just crushed level <laughs> one. Now I'm ready, but so no. Keep crushing that level one because I can't afford the game. <laughs> But oftentimes you are limited in what you can invest in. And oftentimes that means you are stuck with options that aren't so great. It means funds that have higher expense ratios. And what that means is over the long term, the money that you have invested, you're going to be earning less. Yeah. Fees on a retirement account are a killer. But lots of employers do have great options, right? It's it's not that there aren't, especially in bigger employers with a low cost provider, it's not that there aren't a lot of good options because most employers do make available a lot of low cost, really solid index funds. Do they? <laughs> you wouldn't know. You're well, yeah, that's that's why I'm asking because I literally have never had a work sponsored retirement account being self-employed basically my entire life. So yeah, I don't know what that's like, Joel. You got to peel back the curtain a little bit and let me peek inside. All right. All right. So <laughs> it's it's really depending on the company. It's at least where I work, it's not that bad. We're with Vanguard. But we do have fewer fund choices inside of my 401k than I have with my Roth IRA. That My employer has essentially designated a certain amount of funds. I think it's like 18 that I can invest inside of. Whereas if I'm investing in a Roth IRA through Vanguard on my own versus in my employer's plan, I have access to essentially thousands of different ETFs, index funds, and mutual funds. It's like the world is my oyster and I get to determine my own future. And so I don't obviously forgo investing in my work 401k because there's an awesome match associated with it. And it's just a great retirement vehicle. And, and like I said, I have access to really good funds. But it's just important to know that depending on your employer, you might not have access to quite as good of funds. And opening up a Roth on your own, well, you can choose where you want to do business and you can pick the exact funds that make the most sense for you. Yeah. And Joel, we've mentioned this before, but if you are in the wealth building stage of life, if you've got a few decades left to go before you're looking at retiring, you're going to be looking at something like a total stock market index fund where you have exposure to a lot of stocks. This isn't a specific investing episode where we're talking about what to invest in. But of course, I just wanted to mention that. All right, Matt. So can we get to one of my favorite elements of the Roth now? It's the emergency fund factor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's right. get to it. Okay. All right. Thank <laughs> you. So I feel like the great thing about investing in a Roth IRA, if you do it consistently through the years, a Roth IRA can actually function for you as a glorified emergency fund. And the reason that is, is because you're allowed to take out your contributions tax and penalty free at any time. And so this upside to the Roth actually kind of comes with a downside because if you are undisciplined, you can take out money that you've set aside for your future 
to spend it on a flat screen TV or something just just incredibly silly. Bad idea. <laughs> Super bad idea. Wait, are you mentioning the uh, flat screen TV? Because on the uh, Stop Buying New Stuff episode, I mentioned how I like I like my 4K TV, Joel. Yeah, I'm just trying to drag you through the dirt again, right? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not trying to do that, buddy. But the ability to pull out your contributions tax and penalty free is really cool if you're making a major purchase or making an investment. So whether taking a little bit out of your Roth IRA contributions helps you get to the point where you're able to put 20% down on a mortgage and avoid PMI, or you're taking some out in order to be able to buy a rental property in all cash, that ability to take those contributions out tax and penalty free is one of the best things about the Roth. It's just flexible. And ultimately, if you've been doing it for quite a while and you've built up a substantial investment savings in a Roth, you can just keep less money in a savings account because you know you can take out just a small amount of those contributions if an emergency should come up. Yeah, man. Having an emergency fund, right? Having that financial margin, having that cushion, it's so important. But that's one of the huge bummers of keeping a lot of cash like that sitting around in a savings account is that it's not earning a ton of money. So like I know you like to do, you like to have that money working for you, growing in the market. And the fact is, emergencies don't come along all that often. But if it ever does happen, yeah, you've got that Roth IRA money. You've got those contributions that you can draw on. And I want to piggyback as well back to you know some of the reasons that you gave for pulling some of those contributions out, uh, which is to make money right? Like we're not advocating, like we said, the flat screen or any other sort of consumption-based purchase, but a sort of purchase that might make you money. Well, essentially, that's the definition of an investment. And so we're talking about taking money out of one investment to put into another. And that might be the case when it comes to real estate or another, maybe a business that you're thinking about starting up where the return could be substantially more than what you would earn in the market. I think it's just incredibly important to distinguish the difference between withdrawing money for a big purchase for consumption versus withdrawing money for a purchase that might make you money. And so obviously we're leaning towards the, the side of things that would make you money. So I have taken money out of my Roth IRA, Matt, uh, contributions only, because just to reiterate, you can't take out the growth. If you take out the growth, you'll be taxed and penalized on those withdrawals. So you want to stick to only the amount that you've contributed to your Roth in order to avoid those taxes and penalties. But I have withdrawn from my Roth twice in my life. And the first time that I withdrew money from the Roth was not really a good reason. I had a car that had kind of major engine troubles and yeah. I needed to get it fixed. And so I withdrew money from my Roth before I realized how dumb that was in order to try to keep my emergency savings account intact, which is backwards thinking, really. I, I should have taken the emergency fund and kept the money in my Roth and then tried to rebuild that savings fund. And then the other time that I withdrew money from my Roth was literally just to get to that 25% down payment on a rental property. And in that example, I was taking investment money and funding another investment. So yeah, don't do what I did on number one. But if there's an investment that you think makes sense, I think that that is one of the best reasons to have money in a Roth is because of that flexibility. Joel, I'm sure that car repair was early on in your financial career, right? It sure was. Was it really? Yeah. And it was not the smartest decision. That's for sure. But Joel, let's quickly kind of talk about the difference between your contributions and the earnings. And we've had folks ask before, you know, that I've contributed to my Roth IRA and now I do want to pull a little bit out. How do I make sure that the government, because it's the government, right? They're the ones who care if you take money out of your retirement account because there's tax implications associated with that. And so the question is, how do I make sure that the money I withdraw from my Roth IRA 
are the contributions and not the earnings. Like, how do I designate that, right? So say, for, for instance, you've invested $25,000 over the past five years. Let's say, hypothetically, that has now grown to $40,000. we have had folks ask, how do I make sure that I'm not drawing that $15,000 in growth and that instead I am drawing from that $25,000? Well, the fact is, is that it doesn't matter. As long as you are taking out less than what you have originally contributed, you are in the clear. If you've kept up with your paperwork, by default, the government knows that you're going to be withdrawing from the contributions and that you're not going to take the tax penalty by you know, withdrawing your actual earnings. And so you know, from that standpoint, don't be concerned with somehow naming or designating the money that you are withdrawing, but do make sure that you hang on to the paperwork from the company that you have your Roth IRA with. Yeah, another really cool thing about Roth IRAs is that when you get really old, <laughs> when you reach the age of 70 and a half, you don't have to take what's known as required minimum distributions. Whereas with a 401k and a traditional IRA, you actually are forced by the government to start withdrawing funds. Well, with a Roth IRA, that ain't the case. And so that's kind of cool. If you want to keep your money growing and keep it invested, that obviously a long way down the line, but it's another element of flexibility that the Roth adds to kind of the way you tap your retirement funds as you age. Yeah, that's so great. If you're still working some, you know, if you have enough money coming in to cover your living expenses, you don't have to take that money out. This is not required. And that's especially good, by the way, for heirs. If you eventually desire to see some of your, your children or people that you love inherit some of your money, man, a Roth IRA is just a great vehicle for inheritance money. And Joel, another benefit we wanted to cover when it comes to Roth IRAs is how you're essentially tricking yourself into saving more money when you are investing into a Roth. And what we mean by that is that with a Roth, you have more post-retirement money. Let me explain it. So with a traditional IRA, you get the tax benefits now, right? So you contribute to your 401k or your traditional IRA, and you realize that tax benefit that year or, or the next year when you do your taxes. And chances are, most folks aren't likely to invest that additional benefit, right? Those savings, because it's just seen as a bonus. But with a Roth, that tax benefit occurs during retirement. Once you've presumably stopped working and you realize that tax benefit when you need it more, right? When you're older and you are not working. And it also happens that this is when typically when you're wiser and you're less likely to spend that money on consumption. D am I explaining that right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the way I think about it too is, is that contributing money to a Roth as opposed to a traditional IRA is basically this sweet forced method of savings. Because most people think about it in terms of a lump sum that they have to invest every year. Most people then use a method called dollar cost averaging in order to you know put their money in once a month or every paycheck. But ultimately, most people say, you know what, I've got $4,000 this year that I can contribute to a retirement account, or I've got $6,000 this year that I can contribute to a retirement account. And the fact is, if you decide to contribute to a traditional IRA instead of a Roth IRA, well, in effect, you're putting in less money because if you put $6,000 into a traditional IRA, that $6,000 will be taxed someday when you withdraw it in retirement. Whereas if you put it into a Roth IRA, it's this kind of forced method of saving more because that $6,000 will never be taxed ever again. Yeah. You got that additional tax fee. Maybe if you want to look at it that way up front, like you kind of pay to play a little bit. It's like, all right, if I want to get this $6,000 in the market invested in the Roth, I'm going to have to pay a little bit more because it's going to be taxed. However, like you said, in the long term, you know, that money is never going to be taxed again. And so in the end, you're going to end up with more money. 
Yeah, Matt, I feel like this conversation about a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA, good people come down on different sides of this. And ultimately, you and I, we would say, whether you like the traditional IRA better or a Roth IRA better, the, the most important thing is to actually get started and to continue to invest through the months and years. But we like the Roth for a lot of reasons. And let's get into some of those other reasons, as well as what you should do if your employer offers a Roth 401k. We'll get to that right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. 
Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Okay, Joel, let's bring it back from the break. And before we continue to talk about the Roth IRA and other post-tax accounts, let's mention how you know we are not hating on pre-tax accounts like a traditional IRA or a 401k. There's certainly benefits to having your retirement accounts diversified. We think it's wise to have multiple buckets of retirement money because like we mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, we don't know what the tax rate is going to be by the time you hit retirement. We don't know what it's going to be for us. And so to have options when the time comes, that's going to put you in a position of financial strength. Really, what we're focusing on here is how the Roth IRA is just so incredibly flexible and just gives you a lot of agility when it comes to being creative with your money in ways in addition to just putting that money into a retirement account. Yeah, if you are contributing money to a 401k through work and then a Roth IRA on the side, it's that kind of perfect yin and yang, right? That they balance each other out. (laughs) Sort of like you and me, Joel. (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. And I love how when you do get to the point where you're ready to withdraw your funds, that you have a lot of control over your tax situation in retirement. If you have access to pre-tax and post-tax retirement funds, and that's exactly what you're doing, how you're setting yourself up. If you're contributing to a 401k and to a Roth IRA, you're just making it really easy on yourself when it comes to what sort of taxes you pay every single year when you're withdrawing those funds to live on. Yeah. And another example of that is the Roth 401k. And so this is sort of a hybrid between the 401k that you have offered, hopefully through your employer, if you're a W-2 earner, but coupled with the benefits of the Roth. And Joel, you want to explain how that works a little bit? Yeah. So a Roth 401k is being offered at more and more employers around the country. Also, the government offers a Roth TSP. So if you have access to that, that's a great option for you as well. It is this kind of marriage of a 401k and a Roth IRA. And the great thing about contributing to a Roth 401k or to a Roth TSP is that you can actually contribute a whole lot more. We mentioned that the contribution limits on a Roth IRA are only $6,000. And so while that's great, and and there are probably a lot of people listening to this that are saying, man, I hope one day I can max out just that Roth IRA, right? There are also a lot of other people who want to do more. And if you have access to a Roth 401k, you can contribute up to $19,000 a year if you're under the age of 50 and $25,000 a year if you are over that age. And so that's just another way for you to pay the tax man now and to set aside a bunch of money invested for your future. I'm a big fan of the Roth 401k and TSP. The interesting thing too, Matt, is that let's say you have a Roth 401k through work and your employer offers a match. Well, their match actually goes into a traditional 401k, whereas your contributions are going into the Roth version. And so at the same time you're contributing to the Roth version, you're creating kind of that same mix in how your investment funds are treated when it comes to taxes. And and I think that's kind of cool too. Yeah, that's right. Essentially, you're creating a sort of a hybrid diversified approach when it comes to the tax benefits that you would receive on your different retirement accounts. And another way that you are able to do that is through backdoor Roth IRAs. And this is, Joel, something you mentioned, uh, alluded to earlier. 
But real quickly, if you are a, a high income earner, right, and you no longer qualify to contribute to your Roth IRA because you make too much, well, you can still contribute that money to a traditional IRA and then convert it to a Roth IRA. This is a way to essentially get around the, the income limits that are put onto Roths using a conversion. Uh, when you convert that money from a traditional IRA to a Roth, you will have to pay the taxes on this, right? And so when you originally contributed to your traditional IRA, you received a tax benefit. You no longer needed to pay those taxes. But when you convert that money to a Roth, just like when you would typically contribute money to a Roth IRA, you have to pay those taxes. So be prepared for that. And Joel, really, that's all we're going to say about the backdoor Roth because we really could spend an entire episode talking about the backdoor Roth and how it's great for high income earners who are looking, like we said, to diversify their tax liability when it comes to their retirement accounts. Maybe we'll say that for an episode down the road. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of great resources out there for folks that are interested in doing a backdoor Roth. But really, this episode is all about how great the Roth IRA is. And so we did want to touch on the backdoor Roth. We wanted to touch on the Roth 401k. But when it comes down to it, we're talking about this Roth IRA. And ultimately, it's pretty amazing in its simplicity. You pay tax on your income. And then you know what? You try to funnel as much as you can up to that $6,000 level each for an individual. $12,000 if you're married. And if you're over 50, extra grand each, right? But really having a Roth IRA can give you a certain amount of flexibility when it comes to saving for your retirement. You know, putting your money aside in a 401k, it's great. We encourage it. But at the same time, it's it's pretty much inaccessible for decades on end. And a Roth gives you this ability to invest for the long term while also having just a little bit of accessibility in case you want to diversify your investments later on down the line. And it can also even turn into just kind of this great emergency fund if you've been investing in a Roth for a lot of years. It's got more flexibility than any other retirement account I know of. And so it's just really important for people to know that they can and should, if they have earned income and qualify to contribute to a Roth, they, they should really strongly consider it. Yes, please contribute, right? Big picture here. We're talking about the differences often here between a Roth IRA and a, and a traditional IRA. And if that's the sort of argument that you're having with yourself or, you know, with your friends, well, you're going to be okay, right? Like that's the big thing. If you are investing in one of those, you're doing great. As long as you are investing and you're investing consistently, you're going to be okay. But in particular, if you are younger, if you're in a lower tax bracket and given our current tax laws, for most folks, investing in a Roth IRA is going to be the way to go. And also, if you see your career on a trajectory where you know you're going to be earning a lot more money way down the road, well, you're going to be at a higher tax bracket, pretty much guaranteed if that's the case. So again, if you're young and you're not earning a ton of money, but you are investing a lot of money, your tax rate, your tax bracket, it's pretty low. Invest that money and go ahead and pay the taxes now. Allow that money to grow tax-free while at the same time maintaining some incredible flexibility over that money. All right, Matt, let's get back to the beer. Today on the show, we drank Superior Barley Lime by Triple Root Brewing. And one of our listeners, Heather, she sent this beer over. Man, I love a good barley wine and it's pretty rare. I don't even know if we've had one on the show yet. And this one is fascinating because it was aged in tequila barrels with lime which kind of gives it that kind of margarita vibe. Sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> right. It sounds crazy. I love a good barley wine personally because I feel like they have these notes of figs, raisins, and plums. And this one in particular just really had some fantastic flavors. And then a little bit of that tequila barrel shining through at the same time. This was a really good beer. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Those big boozy flavors are you know what you can come to expect out of a barley wine. But in particular, I can tell that it was aged in a barrel. And I feel like I could pick out a little bit of the lime. It sort of had like this sort of bitter brightness, sort of like you said, shining through a little bit there. And it kept that boozy sweetness from getting too heavy down that sweet path. And instead, kept kind of kept it bright and drinkable. This was a very unique and exceptional beer. I think we're incredibly lucky to have our hands on this. And again, thanks so much to Heather for uh, sending this one our way. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Matt, that was a incredibly unique beer. So I feel like we kind of already gave some final thoughts on why the Roth IRA is such a good investment vehicle. The last thing I want to say is to get started. If you haven't opened a Roth IRA, if you've kind of been investing in your 401k up to the match and you're looking for something else to do, well, open up a Roth IRA. And we like companies like Charles Schwab, Vanguard, and Fidelity. Those are some of the best low-cost investment firms out there. And you can have a Roth opened in about five minutes. Really, it's not that hard. And so, yeah, the next thing to do is actually take some action and make it happen. We'll have links to those companies and more on our show notes at howtomoney.com. Yes, we will. And if you found this episode helpful, we would love to hear from you. Leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, buddy. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.